Welcome to Dragged Into Turbo Lasers, a miniature wargaming podcast by the people behind the blog Between the Bolter and Me. In today's episode, we're talking about, as well as giving our impressions on the game of Blitz Bowl, a fantasy sports game that streamlines and modernizes various elements of Games Workshop classic game of Blood Bowl. So, sit back and enjoy. Everybody and welcome to Dragged Into Turbo Lasers Between the Bolter and Me podcast. This is episode 79, and I'm here with my two brothers, Adam Wire. Hey, everybody. Greg Wire. Hey, everyone. And I'm excited to have our good friend Brad Smith here. Hey, Brad. Hello, everyone. Yeah, well, good, good to have you here. Like, I feel you've been a part of this hobby with us for practically as long as we've been involved in it and you were fairly instrumental in getting us involved in playing this new game Blitzball and that's actually the subject of this particular episode we wanted to talk a little bit about Blitzball what it is maybe a little bit of how it compares to sort of its larger more well-known game Blood Bowl Wait a minute, wait a minute, everyone. Is it Blitz Ball or Blitz Bowl? It's Blitz Bowl. I don't know it's what Blitz I've been Ball. saying. You said okay. Blitz Ball. Well, <laughs> okay. So it'll it'll also probably say Blood Bowl how many times tonight, do we think? When we it, mean it'll, Blitz Bowl. It'll be often happening. <laughs> it'll be often. But yeah, so the name is very similar to its larger counterpart. Blitz Bowl as similar to Blood Bowl. But, I mean, I guess with that in mind, I guess we might as well just tell people what the game is. Does, Brad, do you want to field that, that question? Um, sure, I, I can. So it's basically, it's basically a board game that involves half a, a, a Blood Bowl team box where not only are you trying to score in the opponent's end zone, but you're also trying to complete challenges because you're a team of uh, rookies or like green players and the coaches are trying to put them through like kind of like drills and sort of things to see if they have what it takes to be in like the Blood Bowl leagues. So you'll also have like kind of like a like challenge cards that are kind of like achieving things like like knocking down a player or throwing the ball and you can score points that way too um Mm -hmm. it's it's a quick game it takes about an hour and i would say even doing it online it it fits in about an hour yeah and i think if you there are sudden death victory rules that if you ever 
lap a player by like 10 points it can just instantly end and sometimes that can be even quicker than an hour yeah i've, I've been mercy ruled already like, <laughs> <laughs> um not a good yeah. feeling but yeah but as kind of yeah brad you suggested the game yeah it was actually designed by james and uh hewitt and he is renowned for doing a few gw games he did uh, Warhammer Quest Silver Tower, so kind of the bringing Warhammer mm-hmm. Quest back. He did the one Horus Heresy Betrayal at Kalth, Gore Chosen, but then then he kind of... Uh, oh, I guess he also... Didn't he do Adeptus Titanicus as well, I think? The updated sure, rules. Yeah. And then he since moved on to be like freelance. He made the Hellboy board game for Mantic Games. But yeah, and he also made Blitzball. And I think even as he sort of described it as, it was almost like a streamlining of the Blood Bowl game to make it a little bit quicker, maybe a little bit less punishing, but still having some kind of random quirky elements incorporating some of the humor and feeling of Blood Bowl, but just not quite the same. But towards that end, like... It even uses all the same block dice, the special six-sided mm-hmm. dice that uh, Blood Bowl uses. Admittedly, the symbols mean slightly different things in this game, but yeah, I think it it seems like sort of a nice entry point into Blood Bowl to get sort of a sense of some of the ideas of the game, even if they're mechanically a little bit different. But like yeah, Brad said, you use like half the team is half the size essentially and in a lot of cases that's as simple as just six players and so you have six defined players for each or six or the goblins i think have eight for example and the undead have seven but you have a defined team and there are no like team building rules like in Blood Bowl, you start out with so much gold and you can build a team and there might be some restrictions like, oh, the humans can only get four blitzers, but you can kind of have some control over what you're doing there. And this, like it's simplified in the sense that you just have this defined roster that you play the entire game with. And as Brad mentioned, the game has all these challenge cards, which you offer another way to score points, whereas in Blood Bowl, like, the only way you get points to win the game is by scoring touchdowns. But in this, you can still do that, move the ball into the end zone, and you score three points. But there are also these other challenge cards for just sort of random things, acts of skill in the game, like Brad said, throwing a like completing a pass running with the ball so many spaces like a whole host of different things that give you different points that so and i think that's kind of a major element of the game is that you have different ways to score such that if some teams aren't as fast as say like the wood elves you can still take advantage of what challenge cards are in play at the time to try to get points even if you can't easily score every turn and i think that 
allows like every single turn you have opens up some kind of interesting tactical decisions as you're trying to decide can you score any of these to mm-hmm. and maybe it's like oh you know you can't score or like maybe you'll delay that just so you can take advantage of some other things to get points and i guess another interesting thing about the challenge cards because once you score them you collect the points for it but then the back of each of those challenge cards has like a an event card essentially that you keep hidden from the other player that that you can use it at specific times. They might give you like a special action, like an additional action each turn, or might be able to do different abilities and such. So I think that adds an extra level of tactical play that as you play more and more games, you start to get a sense like, oh, when Break the break some bones comes into play, it can that's either blocking play or step aside like those are the the two events that could be on the other side and if you already got one of them you can kind of predict what the other person might have and play a little bit more conservatively if you know that so i think it adds a nice growing level of tactical play as you keep playing the game But I guess maybe speaking to how the games differ, perhaps one of the biggest differences other than like the smaller teams and different ways to score, there aren't turnovers in the game. And (laughs) I feel Mm -hmm. in Blood Bowl, it's like a huge component of the game that you can pretty much do an action with every player on your team. But the moment you do something with the ball and fail, like fail a pass or stumble you'll like it can instantly end your turn and it goes to the other other person's turn with this game that's why the re-roll is so important that's that's (laughs) true (laughs) and like you have to like kind of do the less interesting actions first before like doing what you're really excited about well i've heard people kind of liking the notion to blood bowl is like a risk management type of game where you try and do all of the thing. The first things you're doing are the things that are the least risky. And then it builds up to the most risky plays where, so you still want to try and get as much out of your turn as possible. Whereas blitz bowl, there aren't turnovers, as you said, and you can only do, a total of three actions per your turn. So it's kind of just you're managing managing those activations and trying to do as much as you can in that sort of limited play mm-hmm. space or like yeah. yeah. But you're always going to get those actions. There's no chance that like, oh, the first one of those actions you try to pass the ball and fail spectacularly. Like you can still fail poorly, but you still can do your other actions. So it's not as punishing in that regard. Whereas like Mm -hmm. I feel with blood ball, it can be relatively punishing if you're not having played the game much that you can kind of end your turn almost immediately. And you, when you still had players on the ground that you didn't stand up and, whatnot but this this doesn't doesn't have that but then it ends up being a lot more managing of like 
there is always more things you would like to do, but what with those three actions, how can you prevent the other team from scoring or picking up challenge cards that you can't? So it's all kind of about managing what you can do and preventing the opponent from from doing things. Yeah, so they're quite different. Mm -hmm. But like they still, you have three actions, but those actions are very similar to what you might think of in Blood Bowl. Like you can run, so like move across the board. You can like throw the ball. You can try to bash someone. So like throw a block where you use the same Blood Bowl block dice. Um, And you can also like... Once you can't move into like a player's tackle zone, you have to use a special mark action in which you kind of like carefully move into their tackle zone. And so that a large portion of the game ends up being positioning players such that if someone has the ball, they can't just run through you because they would have to enter into tackle zones, which honestly is similar to blood bowl as well in which you're kind of spatially managing players to prevent it from like people from easily Mm -hmm. taking advantage or going around your players yeah i mean it's been so long since i've played actual blood bowl that like i remember very little about (laughs) how it's played there's lots of dodge rolls it's true (laughs) then go for it rolls you're squeaking out those extra spaces to yeah that's right (laughs) But, and as I mentioned, the the game uses the same blocking dice, but the symbols mean different things, or some of them do. So I feel if you're Mm -hmm. a veteran to Blood Bowl, coming into Blitz Bowl, it might take a little time getting used to, like, what symbols what. But Mm -hmm. I still think a lot of the mechanics are similar enough that it it certainly wouldn't be hard to to learn the game. Yeah. But I guess that's maybe a a general description of the game. I think one thing that's maybe worth noting here, and that I'd be interested to hear people's thoughts about it, but interestingly, the game isn't widely available, even (laughs) though it's it's pretty well-liked and people... Like think think it's a good game. I think it's a good game, but you can't just go into a games workshop store to buy it. It's actually only only like exclusively available from Barnes and Noble, which is like a bookstore in the United States. And because of it, it's very hard to get a copy if you're like not in the United States. Technically, well, in- there's a German supplier too. Right, I think yeah, yes. that, that is, but true. it's only in German, so that doesn't. Yeah. Well, in, in, what were you saying, Greg? I was gonna add that since Blood Bowl isn't it a specialist games thing, yeah. such that you can't even buy Blood Bowl stuff at a regular Games Workshop store. So oh like, yeah, so so that was the point. Well, in Games Workshop's defense, in their physical stores, they don't carry any of the specialist games things, so you can't get Blood Bowl. You can't get Adeptus Titanicus. You certainly <laughs> can't get Blitz Bowl. So, yeah. But so this is even uh, like an even greater step removed from that. Like 
if you go into a physical games workshop store, even online on their website, you could order all of that stuff. This, for some reason, you can, uh, in America, you can only buy it at Barnes and Noble. And then, yeah, I think, I don't remember the name of the retailer in Germany. Yeah. But you can buy it there. So, like, even in the United Kingdom, I don't think you can buy it there. Yeah, I think that's dumb. I mean, because <laughs> Barnes and Noble had a few other exclusive titles, like one Age of Sigmar thing, uh, some 40K mm-hmm. things. And I think a lot of those were maybe not great games. <laughs> Whereas I feel Blitzball was actually like a nice tight rule set that is actually good. So I feel no one's probably too beaten up about not being able to get soul hunters or, or whatever the age of Sigmar <laughs> thing is. But this one I feel yeah. has more value. And in some sense, just because a lot of people, like if you're playing, you've already played blood bowl, you have, teams that you could just play in this directly because it just uses half of the models and one set of like the counters and ball tokens Mm -hmm. and whatnot so that aspect's nice as well so like we had some teams before even considering playing this and it's like a good excuse to be able to use teams you already have or explore new ones as well as also just you have to paint less models. So I think it's kind of a unfortunate that it's so limited. And they've I guess it was successful enough that they decided to print a second season, which is the version we have in which they updated the rules a little bit and added some things. So like it it's popular enough that they're doing that. And in some sense it's kind of a shame that they aren't like, oh, this was actually successful. Let's just put it on a wider release. I mean, I assume that Barnes and Noble has paid them some money for exclusive I, rights. Yeah, I, I assume that too. <laughs> well, can I put in this thought? Could one even say it's easier to get this than regular Games Workshop products? Because like, there's not a Games Workshop store anywhere close to where I live. But there's a Barnes and Noble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so maybe, like, but only maybe, in America. Well, only in the United yeah, States. So th- that, that I guess is that's the main thing. But and well, how many people? How many people even go into physical stores anymore? Particularly now with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I got a copy of it, but I just ordered it from Barnes and Noble. I didn't I went, go in there. I went and bought a copy of the new season of Blitzball at a Barnes and Noble. During the pandemic, yeah, I went and panic bought bought it on the first day. I went to the store, and- <laughs> bought more than one copy. That's how I got a copy of it. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> oh, yeah, Thanks, that's right. Brad. I bought two copies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but, that's um, the spirit. I, it also kind of reminds me though of remember like the parts work stuff that they did. Like we never got any of that, and. You know, that was kind of sad, right? I don't remember that. Like, like the, like the, um, what is it? Um, the Conquest, I think it was called. Like the Hatchet parts work, I think. 
I think they're called parts works. I don't know. Like the little magazines that came with like, Oh yeah. 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 Like, you're right. Conflict or whatever it was called. Like oh, we yeah, didn't get any what of that because didn't they have, they would also have like a model in with them. Yeah, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it one yeah. even had an exclusive one that you could only get through that. Magazine. Some would have like a rhino. Yeah. So that's, it's true. So like they do some different things, but ultimately I find like heck we're having this podcast talking about this because we like like this game. It's fun. It's a fun way to get more use out of Blood Bowl models, and so I, I think it's a little bit of a shame yeah. that people. We, we just need some hobby heroes it. to ship it to uh, our good <laughs> friends overseas so they can yeah enjoy Blitz <laughs> Bowl true. too. It's true. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe we could move on to talking about some kind of like finer points of the game or like in what we think about sort of these differences from uh, Blood Bowl itself. And maybe one of the first things we could talk about, the challenge cards, like they a, play a pretty major role in the game in that it's it's how you're getting points and it's not... So they're there as opposed to just scoring touchdowns. Like, do you like that addition to the game, like Brad and everybody? Or, like, how do you think that affects the game? If they weren't there, there almost wouldn't be a game. (laughs) I almost feel because they add so much to it. And depending on the team you're playing, like, there are some pretty slow teams that the chances of you even scoring a touchdown could be pretty low unless things you really plan it out way in advance and everything goes your way. So I feel it, it adds another element, another thing that you can keep track of. And on top of that, as you're claiming them, they have those abilities on the reverse, which can kind of further open up the possibilities of play and sort of like, space for you to like work and think about so i think they're critical and they add a lot of enjoyment to the game at least for me i would wholeheartedly agree i mean i think i think it is the game yeah 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 i think that's like they are the game the game the the reason why limiting your number of actions work is because then it allows you to prioritize like well, mm-hmm. what's available of like there are always three challenge cards available and if none are scored in a turn you discard one and put a new one there um mm-hmm. so they're always there so then it's like well you have three actions are you going to try to score or are you going to you know try to claim one of these cards whereas i think in like blood bowl every player could get an action and ideally mm-hmm. you want to do as many actions as you can before doing like the risky play, like doing something with a ball or throwing a lot of um, blocks or tackle, doing mm-hmm. tackles. But for this, you have such a limited pool of actions. Like you, I think that's that's why there's kind of this just shift of focus with Blood Bowl, since you have so many actions, like it's fine that the way you score points is by getting these touchdowns because you have all these actions to try to accomplish that. But in this, 
it's limited so much. So I think like the whole game is built around it. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, the random nature or it's semi random of what sort of abilities are on the back of the various cards. Like it opens up an additional level of kind of tactics that you can try to predict what cards the other opponent has and how they might mess up some of your plans, that sort of thing, which I think is is a fun additional element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> it certainly happens that, like, if you get a couple of bad turns or, like, there aren't challenge cards that you can score, like, you can really fall behind <laughs> another mm-hmm. opponent because you just you aren't getting the the points but then you're also not getting some of these abilities that you can use to like get re-rolls or um cancel other people's abilities and whatnot so that it's really important that you get them yeah it's an action economy game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i feel but yeah I, i i like it and I like, yeah, the fact that it can kind of slowly grow with you. And I mean, <laughs> admittedly, as some, uh, like I've been playing a lot of games with a halfling team and some of the cards, like I just never see like one is for like completing Passing. a pass. Like I don't do that. <laughs> it's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's on the back of those. And some of those things that it's interesting mm-hmm. that, when they use some ability on you, it's like, that's even in this game. (laughs) But I guess that's all stuff that you can learn over time. But I I think, I think it's fun. Well, I guess one thing. So I know one of the things that people really, at least my understanding, not really from experience because I've hardly played blood bowl, (laughs) but I think one of the things people really loved about Blood Bowl and still do is the notion that you can have like league play and you build your team. The players get better and get different skills. You get more players, stuff like that. Whereas this has, well, the first edition of the game had no league play. And this, this version, they added some light league play rules i'll say that kind of try and address that but there's very little of that there really isn't team building as we mentioned each team you just use half of one of the team boxes for blood bowl and so depending on what those teams are like if it's the human team you just have your linemen a blitzer a thrower and a catcher. Um, So you don't, you couldn't really, if that was the whole team building aspect is what you really liked about blood bowl. There's a lot less of that here. Yeah, there's no, yeah, you don't build a team at all. And I, it part, it partially goes back to sort of the background and lore behind the game, which Brad mentioned a little bit in the beginning the sort of idea is that you're a coach and you're trying to find new novice players that you think are will be good to actually be in like the actual game of Blood Bowl and be on teams. So like you have these challenge cards, like 
complete a pass. And if players do that, then they'll be like kind of taken off and selected. Or if like a player scores a touchdown, they get removed from the pitch and they're taken away. Cause like, yeah, that's a good player. <laughs> and <laughs> the, then you can bring on, or if like a player dies, like gets knocked out, they're just out of the game completely. And another player of that same position is brought back in. So because of it and sort of the narrative there, it doesn't through lore and narratively make sense that you would have like this one blitzer that's constantly gaining abilities and getting better because Mm -hmm. the idea is that if you see a good player, they're gone and you just put another novice player of the same position there. So I think it was because of that sort of narrative spin that they didn't try to include any league rules to begin with. And I think also just to make to streamline the game and not have all this like, oh, you should buy this and that box to get a better team. And then you need to add a troll like that. All that stuff is taken out. Mm -hmm. I think that the notion of having predetermined teams for each team makes it an easier thing for a newer person to get in where you don't have to feel like, Oh, am I making the right team? Am I making the best selections? Like, all right, read the rules, choose a team. This is what you have to play with. And then, like, you can play the game a bunch of times and learn how to play it, but not feel that you're going into it making terrible choices right now. It's like, oh, should I have, like, got that extra player? Or maybe I should have got some team re-rolls or... Should I have gotten the sh- the chef for the halflings or like some cheerleaders? <laughs> like none of those things are in it. And that, no one knows. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that does simplify s- things. I could see it being a thing that if you find you really like the game, then maybe it would encourage you to go and play Blood Bowl where you do have all those options. Like mm-hmm. all of the options that Blood Bowl offers, I could see it being a little intimidating. I yeah. mean, to that point, when we tried to play a Blood Bowl league a few years ago, I think, Brad, we played a game at our friend John's house. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It'll be and, around Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember being almost scared to play. <laughs> like i i didn't reread the rules so i hardly remembered the rules i knew my opponent john had read the rules and he had the skaven and it's like ah oh, my orcs they're tough and they should be good but i don't know the rules really <laughs> and i don't know how to play and i don't want to look like a fool like yeah, <laughs> i was apprehensive about playing a fun game well, the games are pretty long, too. And then also to, like, shorten a game of Blood Bowl, you often, like, well, you have a limit for how long your turn can be. So all that just kind of puts additional pressure on a game. There, You can kind of have some analysis paralysis because there's so many things you can kind of try to work out. Well, if I do this, how will that affect it and whatnot? Whereas this, yeah, just... There are a lot of elements that you don't have to decide because it's just predetermined, which allows you to just set it up quickly and play the game. 
which is why you can pretty convincingly finish a game in under an hour or at least an hour. Yeah. This is much more of like kind of a pickup game, right? Like mm-hmm. even in a game night, like you might just say like, let's, let's play this. Like I have it um, with people who've never played any sort of thing like that before. Um, and blood bowl, not a game, not a game for beginners at all. I feel it's not for um, the faint of heart. No. Yeah, and I think as you said, like it's not really the pickup sort. Like you can play one of games, but what people truly love about it is the league play and having your team grow with you and having uh important blitzer die or gets like all that sort of stuff is fun. Yeah, building the story of your team, right? Like mm-hmm. Wait a minute, Brad. Are you saying that Blood Bowl isn't a good game to bring along to potential family holiday gatherings and see if <laughs> your like uncle wants to play with you? <laughs> I <laughs> You shouldn't be doing that to begin with. It's COVID it, season. It, well, yeah, it's it's stay stay safe out there. Let's imagine there wasn't the COVID. Friends don't uh, let their friends play Blood Bowl. No, I would, uh, I would, I would take Blitz Bowl over Blood Bowl to the family <laughs> gatherings. Mm-hmm. But would you even take Blitz Bowl? Do you feel it's a little complicated for? Somebody? I think you could take it. I think you could take it. I think um, that I think the rules are the rules are pretty short, right? Like you can do like five things, right, or something yes, like that. Yeah, there it's aren't pretty any easy. Options. The the nuance, like a new player might not get all the nuances of like you shouldn't let somebody just get a free block on you, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, they might not grasp all that stuff, but they're gonna learn that if they play. Um, mm-hmm. No, nah, um, it, so. it is true, well, and also. With the second season, section, second season of the game, it even has a little plastic insert with it that has a place to kind of snap the models into place and a place for the, to hold the cards and dice. So, like, it's very convenient for taking it places and having the teams there and not requiring you to get foam, a foam insert, or do any sort of creative packaging. So that's certainly nice. Yeah. It was sort of mentioned actually in the chat here, but for learning to play Blood Bowl, there were, I guess, two like computer games for, for Blood Bowl that just are pretty much carbon copies of the board game. So it's kind of a nice way to... You can learn the rules on it because it sort of speeds up some of the... Th- some of the random elements and whatnot, and you can get a sense of the rules because in some sense you're on rails and can't like inadvertently cheat. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so that that's true. And I'm it's already been announced that there's gonna be like a Blood Bowl three with the updated rules as well. So Yeah, yeah and if you pre ordered the new season of Blood Bowl on Games Workshop's site, they give you a beta they'll give you a beta code. So that's fun. Look forward to that. Mm -hmm. I would only say the problem with uh, the computer games is you don't like truly get to appreciate all of the rule garbage you have to go through if you want to throw a player. (laughs) Like the computer just does it for you or doesn't. (laughs) And like you can find decision trees. Like, Mm -hmm. does is your player stupid? Like, did he pass that role? 
did he eat your goblin? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. Like, did he complete the pass? Like, no. Like, he fumbled. Like, like <laughs> and the computer just handles, like, so much of that. Oh. Um, <laughs> that you don't necessarily get to know all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, you I guess. It. You miss out on it. The the true joy of. Yeah. A horrible. A, play, a shining play going south quickly. Yeah, and the computer but, cheats too. I don't care what anyone says. The way yeah, that I've, dice been, roll I've certainly computer. experienced that. There's something to be rolling physical dice, and if you roll those two misses or whatever, that you feel like okay, I I bumbled that. But when you like roll two misses, then re-roll it and get two more misses, it's just like something's wrong. <laughs> like it's harder to. <laughs> It's harder. I don't to, trust you, computer. Yeah, you feel cheated. Whereas, <laughs> yeah. like, if you have you physically roll the dice, I find it's it's more. It, I'm easier to accept it. But yeah. I mean, but I guess to get back to like we were talking about, you know, the team building element, and personally, because of the way it sort of streamlines things and allows you to pick up games and play them more quickly, I don't really mind that there's not a this sort of team building element and there aren't ogres or trolls and such because I feel, you know, you can play Blood Bowl if you'd like to add those elements. But I guess for season two, they did introduce some like a light league rules in which you don't, your players don't gain experience per se because as we said, they're kind of cycling in new players constantly but instead, you as the coach can kind of cl- claim additional abilities. But it's just that the, I think, at the end of each game in a league, you just essentially roll on a table and get an additional skill. Um, and admittedly, we've only just started a league and played a few games, so maybe we don't have the most experience with these sort of league rules. But my general impression is they're not per- they're not very well realized. They're they're too no, I... minimal, and there's no nothing about it really furthers a narrative. Like oh, if you're a coach who likes to do underhanded things, you could get these abilities. Like there's none of that. It's just you randomly get thrown abilities that some of which are good, some of which are not so good. So you don't feel like you've earned anything or like you can help build a narrative over a league for your coach or your team. So I I don't feel they're particularly compelling. Does anyone else have any thoughts on that? I think there's de- like, I thought like I was originally doing it wrong. Like the one that was like touchdowns are worth four instead of three. I think you can only do it like once or something. That's I didn't know that. I thought it was like, the whole game and i was like my god like <laughs> yeah that, that would make you get away from like the challenge deck a little bit right yeah You're like would, i'm all would. about touchdowns um but when i found out that it was like just once once a game i was like yeah it's, it's one point you know it's yeah not that big of a deal um some of them are really like the one that i have on my coach currently is like whenever you take a free action, you roll a D eight 
And like on an eight, right? You can have another free action with another player. Wow. Like when is that ever going to happen? You have to roll an eight. You'll forget to do it. If you're the the halflings, I'm you're always doing at least one or two free actions a turn. So it would happen. Well, if you can only do it once 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 a game, like Yeah, I mean so I feel at least for the halflings, <laughs> yeah, you would get it true. every game you would get one. Whereas for a lot of other teams which have no real opportunities for free actions, like it would literally be nothing. You would never use it. So yeah, I ca- but the, interestingly though, the the challenge cards give they, you free they actions. Do, yeah, so, so I don't know. How. I think they don't really affect the game much. And unlike in Blood Bowl, where you know you'll get scars or something if you're killed, or like you gain more experience if your player does things like scores touchdowns, like you can you they build their own kind of collective narrative as your players do better, they get better. So it's a fun experience that your opponent can see your players get better or die. And there's some collective excitement there for this. It's just at the end of each game, you roll a die and get some ability that you'll forget to use. Like there's no, it's not like, Oh, because you bashed in a bunch of players like you killed did more knockdowns than the opponent you roll on this table or something there's nothing like that to help you build the saga of you becoming a better coach or whatever so to me it seems it was just kind of thrown in there because people ask for it but not it doesn't seem like much effort was put into it but Oh, at the end of the day, I don't think it matters that much. You can use it or not. It's not critical. Doesn't it have you tally like the injuries you caused and the cards that you scored, but I don't even know what you do that for. I think it's just for at the end of the league, like whoever got the most knockdowns or something gets a trophy. So like it's basically yeah. meaningless. But I feel like that's just all right. It's forcing you to tally something that you're going to forget to do. It's true. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. All the games that I played, I tried to tally it all, but I wasn't completely accurate. Well, I would also say, to be fair, like seasoned Blood Bowl player should be pretty used to that <laughs> because yeah. it's kind of like how you got star player points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you should care. But now, why do you care? Well, you know, our league care. doesn't care because we're like, we're there's no stakes. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But maybe if you're really competitive and yeah, there could. was a prize on the line, maybe you'd care. You could, per- perhaps. But yeah, so I, I think Greg, you're you bring up a good point that I think the way the game is like the way the rules were designed, it was designed to minimize any sort of bookkeeping and tallying this. Like mm-hmm. You you take cards when you get those scores. So you kind of have a record of where you got points and the back of those cards you score have the abilities. You don't have to like roll on a table to get it or remember like you have a physical thing to remind you of that. Um, and yeah, this kind of introduces an element of bookkeeping that wasn't there in the first season. So I don't know. It, it's fine, but not, 
it doesn't well, bring a huge amount to the game. <laughs> well, so one other thing I can say, it's another new addition to the second season is for all the teams they have rules for, they have special rules for the individual balls that the teams have. So like kind of a fun quirky thing they've done with all the blood bowl teams. Each team has their own unique models for balls. Like the dark elves, for instance, one of theirs is an egg and a little cold one is hatching out of it. The halflings have various like, like a pastry and such. This was a fun addition because they already were making these little character full balls for the different team for no particular reason other than that was fun. And the ability now to use them, every team has two ball cards and you take each team's ball cards and shuffle them into a little deck of four cards. And whenever a ball is revealed, you kind of reveal the next one and use those rules for the ball. And I've used it in a bunch of games, and it's kind of fun. But I found often you'll forget to do it because it's like the one Skaven one. It's like if you run with the ball, you have to roll a die. And on a one, you just like get injured. (laughs) And it's like the sort of thing that you kind of forget to do it. Then it's like, oh, I got a score. It's like, wait a minute. You ran with that ball. (laughs) And then you could get screwed. But most of the time, like in with one of the halfling balls, one of them, you just, if you ever move through a space with the ball, you pick it up, even if it's in a tackle zone. So that's like kind of good. But the other one, like if you go into the, like the end zone with the ball on the roll of a one, like you don't actually score <laughs> and you just stand there. <laughs> so like they're kind of funny and some are better than others and some are pretty debilitating but what i found it was kind of fun to use but eventually you kind of when you really get into the game and you're trying to like strategize like what do i have to do here there like you forget to to even do the rules and then at the end of the game like a card comes out like multi-ball and two more balls come in, uh, into play and it's like you look at your opponent like fuck these cards <laughs> like we're not <laughs> randomizing three more balls and trying to figure out which is what like i let's just not do that so i feel it's fun i'm glad they introduced it but like some of the other stuff you can use them if you want to, but if like you forget or don't, like it doesn't matter. But I think it was it's it's a cheeky addition, so I I, I do ultimately like it. Yeah, I think it adds it brings in some of the kind of quirky, fun character. The undead ball. People... There's only one. I think the Hemocules ball. It doesn't allow you. You can't throw long passes with it. That's great. <laughs> Yeah, I think it just adds some of that quirky, humorous Blood Bowl character that I think a lot of people who have played Blood Bowl for a long time, they kind of always liked some of that stuff. And this kind of brings that back into the game. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm happy with it. Well, when thinking about the game, is there anything like that you any any of you that you particularly like or dislike about the game? 
I've not played it enough to really make any comments like that. Like for the few games that I've played, I would say it seems like the teams certainly aren't balanced. And I don't think that matters that much. But if you were trying to come in this really competitively and stuff, you might have to. You wouldn't be playing dwarves. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think that's fine. This it's more it's a it's it's to be a fun mm-hmm. a fun quick game and I um in some regards some of those like the ball cards and some of that other stuff kind of helps maybe could help remind you that mm-hmm. you don't have to take everything that seriously. My notion <laughs> was that it's better balanced than Blood Ball at least. Does anybody? As I thought, I well, I mean, isn't it true that in Blood Bowl? The teams, they have like a tier ranking and based on that, you coming into it, like if you have like a halfling team, which maybe they're like tier three, like they're just kind of one of the jankier, funny teams. Yeah, that's true. And I don't think it was, that wasn't necessarily formalized in the previous editions, but the new one, like there are literally three tiers that kind of lets you know, like if you bring in the halflings, they're a team tier three and like... They're not very forgiving. Yeah, and yeah. Blood Bowl would even run like all stunty tournaments where like you could only play halflings, goblins. Well, and I guess an interesting thing too about like in Blood Bowl, like if your team if your players die, like you might towards the end of the game, second half, like just not have many players left. Whereas in like Blitz Bowl, <laughs> like if they, they keep dying, like you can still keep bringing them back in which is a little different. But so um, I think it's maybe more balanced in the sense that just because halflings are small and goblins are small doesn't mean they're, like, terrible. But Mm -hmm. it's still a Games Workshop game, so, like, balance isn't perfect. Yeah. I think I I just generally like the, the challenge cards. I like the ability. And I think this kind of helps with the balancing that if your team is not a fast team or great at passing, you can still do well because of the challenge cards. You can build sort of a play style around that and take advantage of what you are good at. And I think I like that aspect, that I think that adds a different level of tactics and such that's fun and it's kind of a fun logic problem to try to work out what's the best thing with these three actions it's not like oh what am i going to do with all 12 of these players it's it's simplified but still is compelling i would say the thing i i miss i don't know if i'd say i dislike it but i miss the most uh being a dirty player in blood bowl is fouling i wish you could foul yeah there's there's one like a challenge card that does it but it is kind of yeah. weird cuz if like you knock a player over it's like ah they made their armor save they're knocked over like you can't do anything they're just there they're blocking the space and like you can't do anything about it 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 is a little weird (laughs) i want to (laughs) foul yeah yeah and sometimes particularly if players with higher armor values like that would be a sure way to get rid of them because otherwise it could be hard and that maybe you could even conceptualize like fouling as like discarding challenge cards or something if you mm-hmm. wanted it to be different than Blood Bowl. But I just wish. 
Yeah, yeah. There's some dirty. I wish I could do some high risk dirty play or something. I, yeah, kick I them when they're down. Way. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's the spirit of Blood Bowl. Kick them when they're down, Agreed. and like it's missing in Blitz Bowl. Well, I think <laughs> some people, some people have made various house rules and stuff, and may have actually introduced that back into the game. Good, but good something, for them. something to think about. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so overall, I would say it's a fun game. It's very different from Blood Bowl. And if you're coming into it from Blood Bowl, like you should expect that it's going to be very different. It's a different game. The focus is different, but it's another fun game that you can maybe use some of the models you already have and it will not eat up an entire afternoon to play it. Mm-hmm. So I think in general, we would, if you can even get it, which maybe you can, <laughs> we would recommend <laughs> yeah. you check it out. And I think even if sports like games and stuff aren't maybe a huge thing for you, like admittedly, I'm not a big sports fan to begin with. I still think the game, it has enough of kind of just the games workshop role and a bunch of dice and tactical elements that it's still it's a fun board game to begin with that whether or not you love rugby or american football it doesn't really matter i think you would have fun with the game and on top of that i think some of the some of the blood bowl teams i think the blood bowl teams in general are a pretty strong offering from games workshop like consistently most of them are quite good and yeah, and you um, can buy a blood ball team take half for using in conversions and the other half make a blitz ball team yeah so that's fun well i mean maybe a last thing to to talk about before we wrap this up do anyone kind of have predictions or hopes for the future like what they'd like to see in season three or what you think might be happening with the game particularly now with the release of some like new teams for blood bowl itself Um, yeah i can i can start with that (laughs) mm -hmm. uh i think i would i would like i would obviously like rules for the new teams Mm -hmm. Um, i would hope i would hope they'd come out probably before season three yeah i feel it's kind of a given they'll try to include them somehow in white dwarf or whatnot Spike magazine, maybe. Spike, uh, I don't know. Like, don't know if, if anything, would they tuck them in the card packs they do for Blood Bowl now? But that's mm. getting that sort of stuff is such a crapshoot. I, I yeah. would hope that's not the only way. But um, I'd also, I, I also kind of like the the notion of maybe like now that they're doing more plastic like star players. I think it'd be kind of funny to have like a, an expedition. An, exhibition sort of game where you have star players play against each other mm-hmm. and let them have like really degenerate like rules <laughs> that yeah, you yeah. can like you know discard a challenge card or something like, i don't know some really degenerate stuff i think would be really kind of funny um as sort of a one-off and really would like to be able to play a zote in blitz ball that mm-hmm. would be that would be awesome, but probably never going to happen. Yeah, I think that that would be fun. And I think because they have all these nice models that have already been made, I think there's certainly opportunities to add stuff like that. 
Um, and I, I think there's a pretty um, big community on like there's some Facebook groups and just on Board Game Geek itself. And the designer, James Hewitt, he's on like some of the message boards and stuff on Board Game Geek and kind of ask answering questions and stuff. So like I feel if Games Workshop was interested, they have a, a dedicated player base that could kind of play test stuff and help. And I, I'm kind of hoping that in like a future season, if they do release a season three, that they maybe spend a little bit more time on there to like help with some FAQing stuff and making a better, more consistent rule set. But, and maybe. And if you want, I was going to say, if you want a, something else to listen to on your free time about Blitz Bowl, there's a great podcast called the crush that you should listen to yeah no they, they they are great and they have a lot of good information about the teams and whatnot so it's certainly worth worth listening to but and i mm. guess also for season three it'd be great if it was just got a wider release so more people could play it <laughs> yeah that well, would because, definitely help well one thing like i think Season one, the boards are different. The board you play on is different. So I think if you had season one, you could kind of switch between what boards you were playing that, on. That is a good point because all the games I've played have had like all these pillars in the middle. And I think it makes it just makes it easier for me as like a halfling player that I can easily block up the center of the field with only like two players. Whereas if it was completely open, I just wouldn't be able to do that. And so, yeah, so I could start completely open. I know that the one side on season one definitely has four pillars that are configured a little bit differently okay. than the four pillars. I thought the one side was just grass, it, but it could be. I mean, I bought season one, I can look at it. But, okay. Um, yeah, you can tell us some time, Brad. Yeah. Like, I think. There's a lot of stuff that they could do. Like they could mm-hmm. have like future, like little, even for season two, little expansions where they'd give you an additional board in some of the new teams, et cetera. Like, yeah, there's it would be a nice. lot they could do. But yeah, I mean, I but, think it's, there's a bright future for the game and just being excited about it. It sort of naturally lends into being excited about Blood Bowl as well. So like, I'm excited about the game. I like it. And yeah, as we said, I'd encourage people to look into it and try to play it. Yeah. I guess with that, does anyone have any final words that they would like to say about the game before we wrap this up? See, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well said, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess thanks for joining us here, Brad. It was good talking about the game. And yeah, always happy to talk. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to play a few games and Mm -hmm. digitally. Yeah. We'll have to get that league rolling. It's true. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening and we will talk to you again soon. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dragged into Turbo Lasers. If you have any questions or suggestions, don't hesitate to contact us through Instagram or leave a comment on our YouTube channel or on our blog, BetweenTheBolterAndMe.com. We also stream on Twitch every week and would love to hear from you there as well. 
If you'd like to support us, please feel free to leave a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts or subscribe to our channel on YouTube and Twitch.